Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I am your host today on this Sunday afternoon all across the state of Mississippi. We certainly welcome our listeners as well as our friends in Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Louisiana as well. This is the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. I'm here with Kevin Farrell, our producer, and uh, he's also our spiritual advisor, but we don't talk much about that. But my special guest today is my old friend and a very, very talented uh, musician, Mr. Barry Leach. Welcome in, Barry. Glad to be here, Marvin. And as we came in, uh, we began the show with a little bit of your music. Can you tell us what we were listening to? I know that's an original piece of yours. Yes, it is. It's a, a piece called Louisa County, and it's off of my solo CD entitled Step Fingers. Louisa, now tell us a little bit of the story. What, what, Louisa County is actually where my wife Deb is from. Oh, okay. And uh, we just as when I wrote some of these pieces, like we would just find these places, and she kind of would help name some of them, uh-huh. you know. And it just like it just reminded us of that area when we drove up there to visit, and so that's kind of how it got his name. So. Okay, so uh, you know, Barry, where are you from? I mean, we those of us here in Jackson are blessed; we get to see a good bit of you, and, and I know you tour around. But where did you grow up? Where Where are you from? Well, I was born in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh-huh. But my family moved back here when I was three months old, so I basically grew up in Brandon. So, so you're you're life. sort of Metro Jackson centric, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And have you ever lived beyond here? Have you moved about some? Yes, uh, I went to Nashville for a short time after college. Went to USM, uh-huh. and then uh, after that, uh, went to Nashville for a short time, and then uh, toured around with some other groups, and then I went to Los Angeles for. Uh, Eight to nine years, something like that. You uh-huh. know, it seems like a lot longer when you're there. But uh, <laughs> what years were those? Those what? were like it was like eighty-five to to ninety-two or something uh-huh. like that in that area. And, uh, and what tell what was going on out in L.A.? Well, what were you working um, on? I I just I'd always just wanted to go there and just take a shot at it. And mm-hmm. uh, um, so, you know, my first thing was like I want to be a studio musician, but that's a hard road. And you've right. got so many people in line, and there's just established people that even in Nashville, it's the same same thing. And um, so, you know, time went by, and I, I played here and there. And then uh, through my brother and another friend, I met uh, um, a guy that was he was actually in one of the one of the top punk rock bands uh, entitled Fear. And uh, but he was not in that band anymore. They they had been long broke up. But, mm-hmm. So I met him and we started playing and and uh, it was all original music and I just I liked it and it was just something different. And so I did that and um, um, we you know we played you know did this all the, the certain places on the Sunset Strip, not the uh, glam metal <laughs> metal places. But, but we, we were kind of a you know offering a different alt sort of thing as you would call it now, um, but still kind of heavier rock and and it, well, that was fun because I'd played. Yeah, you know, mostly jazz in college and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You and played it to with the UMC, um, the, the, Miss, the Mississippi Southern. What was it? Southern, jazz Lab, right? Southern Miss Jazz Southern Lab. Miss jazz right, lab. Yeah. yeah. Was Raul the Raul was my yes, my Raul uh, conductor. Jerome. Yeah, I love him, man. man he's him, great. Yeah, just I got to see him last year or this past year actually, and um, so um, and. Um, we, you know, the band. Um, we got uh, we did a record and. 
we had it released. Uh, we um, got to know some some people from uh, Czechoslovakia, Ooh. and uh, one guy became our manager. His wife also worked for George H. Bush, and um, so, but. Uh, From punk rock to George H. Yeah, Bush. right. Yeah, we what just kind of bridged the gra- <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but uh, so he was also responsible for getting Frank Zappa's records to behind the Iron Curtain. You yeah. know, so he was yeah. a big proponent of that. So he got our record released over in Czechoslovakia, and and uh, at one point there was some little magazine that came out, and Paul Simon's Graceland was ten was one, and our album was ten. You know, and like because people they were people just starving for anything American, they uh-huh. just wanted anything. So, um, um, and then we were going to tour. And then the first Gulf War broke out, which kind of just shot that all down. It yeah. was just too dangerous, and and uh, and, and it just uh, what so. And that's when I came back to Mississippi. It just After had to that. be. You know, so, so that, did you so. Well, play country music in Nashville? And no, actually, we kind of just lived there for a while, <laughs> and we would come back down here to play some to play. gigs and make oh, some okay. money. I guess. <laughs> you, you just know? lived in Nashville, right? We lived in Nashville, and we played at the. There was a couple of little places that we'd play, um, but it was it was a short stay. Yeah. And uh, and this was so long ago that none of the things that are there now downtown that was sure. not there. You didn't go there at the time I was there. Right. It was dangerous. Yeah. And uh, so strip the, clubs and yeah, people on just, it. it was right. a whole different world. It was a big time difference. So uh, and and, uh, um, and like I said, then the, the went on out to uh, uh, to L.A. Did that. So. Well, when did you actually start playing? I mean, as a child, you remember your first instrument, your first interest in music, how you got started. I do. Uh, my older brother played guitar, wrote songs, and uh, so I just kind of wanted to do that too. And so he showed me some chords, probably ten, you know, I would say around ten years old. And and so I learned a few chords, and he marked down in the Mel Bay guitar mm-hmm. book. Here's the ones you need to know. And and um, so I started then, and uh, but then I guess you know probably a few years later you know athletics took over for me yeah and uh, and so I call it about fifteen is when I really kind of really got back into and I really wanted to play the guitar and started working at it a lot so but either way I started I learned a little bit when I was real young then mm-hmm. a few years went by so yeah. uh, did you play in bands as a kid were you in little high school bands no i never played in the in the high school band uh we had our little, little rock bands that, that uh friends would we put together and and um play maybe a little function at, after a football game at somebody's house party um i was in you know church functions you know sang in certain little youth choirs and mm-hmm. and uh played at a couple little shows along the way like that so do you play other instruments or is the guitar your one and only Guitar is pretty one, much one and only. I can play a little bit of bass, but uh, you know any bass player would say that guy's not a bass player. But, <laughs> but and I can noodle around on piano. I know notes well enough to. Uh, to but I'm not. I can't sit down on the piano and, and entertain you. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. But, uh, so if it was like filling in and playing little parts, I could do that. So, so who were your uh, early influences? Who do you, who did you listen to? What do you think sort of got you on the path that you're on now? I'd have to start with Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that they were they were all a huge influence, and then um, as I guess as the years did, kind of the early seventies and things like that would would have been Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. Aerosmith, you know, and then the rock groups that, that kind of became after that that period, and 
Uh, what kind of really kicked me over the edge was a guy named Al DiMiola. And I heard him, that was about 15, and I heard this guy play, and I was like, he was playing so fast. And it was the Spanish style. I, in the, and I was like, man, that's got to be studio tricks. Nobody can right. play that fast. <laughs> and so I just, man, I, I got to figure out how to do it. You know, and when you're young, you'd, I'd play till my arm hurt, just trying to go that fast. And, and uh, so the, that really kind of, just inspired me big time to get into uh to start playing guitar more and uh then other uh i started getting into that led into jazz and i started finding you know charlie parker and john coltrane and people like that um as i got closer to college and so that you know any i gotta tell my students that anytime that if you play something that another instrument plays it makes you do different things right. than you would just just playing all guitar music. Mm -hmm. So you know, the, and that inspired me. So. so besides being a player, you you've been a teacher for a long time. Right? I have, so, uh, and you tell us a little bit about your classes and how you I've, do. It's been over twenty years that I've, I've been teaching. I've, you know, I just found myself outside you know, painting houses or something and like in, in uh, my pale blue skin. Um, <laughs> I started teaching and uh, started off very slowly. I was at Marson Brothers Music for many years. and, and uh, You were out on 80 way back when, no, right? Well, I did teach a few lessons there. Right. Uh, and uh, they'd clear out a, a closet with trombone <laughs> cases, right, sitting there, you know. But just a handful. And then... Uh, uh, and then when they got the new store, that's when I found. I said, I got to, I got to start doing this. And uh, and like I said, about 20 years there, um, and uh, taught them. You know, I had a bunch of great kids, and uh, we're still playing. And and then uh, uh, you know, some I've had parents come up to me and just thank me so much for like what they're doing. They don't really play a lot much anymore, mm -hmm. but they, but. They they were just it gave them some confidence as a young youngster, you know, that I can do this a little bit of this that, that my friends can't, you know, things like that. So that's always a great feeling. And uh, um, you know, my, my one of my prize students, uh, Russell Welch, from, oh yeah, uh, Ron Welch's son from sure, here, Jackson. Sure, he's famous. Uh, he's just incredible. And so uh, I didn't teach him all that gypsy jazz thing, but we got we got the ball rolling. And uh, but he's just a, a phenomenal player. Yeah, he's based out of New Orleans. New Orleans, and now, yeah. uh, he's as you say, sort of a gypsy jazz guru down there. Right, and he's yeah. in a number of groups. Right, uh, he just plays all the time. He's yeah, and tours which, the world. Yeah, and, he goes all over. Know, that, yeah, I didn't know he was one of your students. Yeah, he was. Now, you teach all ages or just yeah. young people? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I have a, uh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah anybody. Um, I have a little everything from young kids. Usually, I don't start. I like about. I'm, I'm you know, a little bit over 10. I'm talking like junior high. I, right. I'm not at elementary education. I've always told people that if they have a really small kid, that I know people that can do that for you. But uh, that's not really been. Um, so I like to you know, have them, you know, close to junior high. And uh, and so uh, and then I have, you know, I have a man 74 years old who's taking for me. So, you know, it's like wow. just been uh, doing great and loving it. So, um now, did you take lessons when you were a kid, or are you self-taught? Um, like I said, my brother taught me a few things, and then I went and I took a few guitar lessons, I guess, from Marson Brothers, mm -hmm. and uh, then basically self-taught, just putting my ear to the to the record player, 
figuring out what I could and going from there. Right. And then went to college and studied music. So, at, at USM. At USM, right. Welcome back to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I'm your host today, along with my buddy Barry Leach in the studio. Welcome back, Larry. Barry. <laughs> Larry? <laughs> Barry? <laughs> Jerry? <laughs> that brings that out. It's a funny story. But no, no yeah. I go right ahead. <laughs> oh, no. When I was younger, there was, I had a teacher that she would call me Larry Beach. And uh, we would always laugh about it. And then I was playing somewhere, <laughs> and this girl, this waitress, comes up to me and she goes, Every time I would see your name in the paper, it always reminded me of my cousin, Larry Beach. And I'm going, you're kidding. There really is a Larry Beach. So, <laughs> and I said, I bet his teacher called him Barry Leach. So, uh, so, uh, so uh, just the other night, I was over in Meridian uh, for the Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony at the MAX, the Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Experience. And lo and behold, the entertainment for the evening was the one and only The Vamps, yeah. one of Barry's outfits. And y'all were playing uh, sort of for the after party, I guess you would right, call it. Right. But there was a certain Charlie Pride there, and something happened at rehearsal during the sound check. Yeah, we were we were asked to, to do our show and do what we did and what we do. And then uh, uh, they asked us to perform you know, a song from three of the three musical inductees, Buffett, uh, Charlie Pride, and Hal and Wolf. So, um, so we had learned uh, Kiss an Angel, Good Morning. So we're running over it in our sound check. And Charlie Pride had, uh, you know, they had brought him from the airport. And uh, he apparently was coming down the elevator and he heard the tune. He goes, oh, they're playing my tune. <laughs> and he goes, I should jump up there with them. And so uh, then... And we we finished that tune and kind of started practicing another one. And he goes, oh, well, they, they've started another one. I'm, I'm not going to bother them. And then all of a sudden the, the door opened and, and somebody goes, uh, could y'all stop and, and play that tune that you were just doing there again? Somebody wants to come out here. So we said, sure. You know, so we started it again. And Charlie Pride <laughs> comes out and sings a verse or so with us. And we were just, uh, we loved it. It was great. Charlie so. Pride featuring the vamps. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, but things like that happen, yeah, I guess, in right. your world. And, uh, you know, I know that you played the Governor's Awards for us a few times. Right. And one year, a JMO with the Almond Brothers was right. there. And y'all struck up a friendship. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Talked that, about playing shows and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that that was a, that, that was a wonderful thing. And, and then shortly after that, like I, I'd been last couple of years, uh, I've been, I, like I mentioned, I went to school at Southern Miss, graduated from Southern Miss, and, and I just, I've always wanted to be back involved somehow, but I got a call that they were looking at uh, Dr. J. Dean, they was, who uh, was looking for a, a guitarist for a British Invasion show. Right. And so through my friend David Keery um, and uh, Vasti Jackson, so that my name came up in, in a... So by doing that, I ended up being like doing all those bicentennial concerts with a right. full orchestra and and playing with you know and uh, uh, so uh, uh, but the first one we did was on the coast and JMO's band was playing. This was just days after that or with less a month so and uh, so we finished our our set and then JMO was playing on another stage right next to it. So we asked the uh, security guard, "Can we walk up and uh, and?" Uh, you know, and just walk up backstage and listen to JMO for a second. And they said, oh, yeah, sure, you know. So we did, and we're standing there, and they finished the tune, and he looked over at me, and he put his sticks down and got up from his drums in the middle of his show and came over and gave me a hug. And I was like, whoa, that is really cool. <laughs> you know, so I was, I was thrilled. <laughs> you know? so, but uh, I told him, I said, hey, if you ever need anybody, you holler at me. And uh, 
So, so what's happening with the with the vamps? I know y'all you don't work as much as you used to, but you're still very active. We don't. Uh, every, you know, everybody involves a lot of other projects, and uh, but we do play, and we've done uh, two or three festivals, and then the the induction ceremony, and we have a uh, we our annual Christmas show. It's going to be December twenty second at Dewing Hall, and uh, so uh, Vamps Christmas. Show. Yeah, we always uh, we always just do a show then, and it's kind of like we we keep it on the twenty second. So each year it's been different day, but it's just it's just close enough to Christmas, but not too close. And and uh, old friends are in town to see family, and so they're able to come out, and and uh, so it's just always been fun. So we're uh, we're set for that again this year. And, and uh, how many records uh, have you y'all done with the Vamps? Two. We've done two with the Vamps. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, and has the Barry Leach? You also have the Barry Leach group, correct? correct. That's uh, that was uh, a just a jazz project that uh, the CD's called Standards of Living. They're just you know standard tunes that I like to play, and uh, so we did that. And then the other record is Step Fingers, and that's all solo, instrumental, original pieces. So you have four. That I basically, work, I, albums, I guess, I, if I produced or I put, you know, mm-hmm. put together with, you know, with the help of the Vamps and just, but uh, yeah, that I've made, you know, uh, uh, yes, so four. Are there any other recording projects in the future? Or are you just very busy teaching and playing? Well, uh, through, uh, you know, the the uh, meeting up with Jay and and getting into involved in those things, uh, he got me to play and my own solo show for the uh, uh, opera series at Dueling Hall. So I had it videotaped, had a three-camera shoot done of it, and we're in post-production on the audio right now. So oh. I'm going to have a, a DVD of some sort, and then I'm going to p- be able to post things on the on the Internet. So I have a, a you know, I will have something like that. That's kind of going right now. And, what uh, pieces of music did you record? I, I did, uh, well, the Black Orpheus was one of them, and I did some of my other instrumental things off of uh, Step Fingers. I mixed it up in the second half. I, I sang things. I did Bob Dylan. I did a beat, I do a Beatles medley. Oh, okay. So it's just a, a mixed bag of stuff. So uh, it was a two-set show. And You've uh, also played the Natchez Music Festival. Right. I did that. Uh, it was uh, part of the same thing. And that... that um, um, was through the the, the opera the mm-hmm. series thing also yes. with Jay Dean right right and uh, so that one of the biggest things that transpired out of that was at the uh, it was the biggest probably the biggest uh, uh, bicentennial show last year was in Oxford right at, at the uh, Ford Center Ford Center yeah. beautiful place that's the first and time I've been acoustics. there yeah and so uh, we. Mac McAnally was on the show, and we the orchestra was backing him up. And uh, so at the end, you know, I, was, I just waited around, and then he was coming out, and I said, man, can I get a picture with you, you know? And uh, and he said, yeah, man, he's a, he's a great playing. And I was like, man, I'll take that any day from you. <laughs> from this you guy. Know, he's nine only been time, nine times. This <laughs> country, country music. CMA, country instrumentalist best musician. of the year. Yeah, best musician, <laughs> not not best entertainer, you know, but like, you know, uh, uh, you know Dirks Bentley and those guys vote for him right. you know, for that award. But right. so uh, and so uh, then about a month or so later, uh, Jay calls me up and they uh, the, his new album. I'll backtrack it here a little bit is with the Southern Miss Orchestra. They've yeah, taken Max new, new album called Southbound. And uh, so they uh, 
arranged, you know, there's a lot of his famous tunes and they arranged the orchestra behind it. So that's that's what's out now. Now, and did you play on that? I did not get to play okay. on the record. That was the Coral Reefers? Well, yeah, was the that? Coral Reefer Band, yes. yes. The Coral Reefer Band was backing him right, up. Right, because Mac plays with the Coral Reefer Band also, so those guys back him up on his shows. Right. And uh, so it was. A, they had a show at Delta State, and his guitar player from the Coral Reefer Band couldn't make it. And Mac called Jay and was impressed with me and said, "Can you get that guy?" You know, and I said, "Yes, indeed." <laughs> you know? So that was so that was the uh, uh, first one I did. And then back in about March, he called me. He called me personally, and hired me again for uh, a show in Natchez. Part of that same kind of that month of uh -huh. you know, of music that they have in Natchez. So we played. Uh, I did another show with him. So that was just thrilling. And he, what a you know, just an incredible musician and super nice guy. So uh, he's as fine a human being yeah, as it walks it really God's is. earth. Funny and just uh, yeah. So I'm, he said he'd call me again. I'm I'm You're I can't wait. By. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. So when the phone rings and it's Mac McAnally and he says I want you to come play a show, how much rehearsal? How much? research how much practice do you have to do or do you already just know all this stuff? no no no, i don't know it uh, um the first time i was not able to make a re rehearsal and it wouldn't have been with mac and the other guys it would have been with just the, the orchestra rehearsal but but i received charts you know they, they email me the, the music on on charts and then uh, a cd you know, some kind of audio. Mm -hmm. So I work at it that way. And uh, so I just set up my little kind of mini home studio and and just dive into it and and figure out what I need to do to make it work. And uh, so that's sort of my preparation, you know, way of doing it. When you were uh, in college at USM and you were having to learn charts and how to read music, did you ever think that I might have some need for this? Or did you think this, I just wish I could play? No, I I knew, I knew I would need, have a need for it, and uh -huh. and uh, that's you know one of the things that when I decided to to uh, to go to Southern and and major in music, you know, my parents were like, well, uh, you know, music, you know, really? <laughs> can't you so, get a real job? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I swore to them that that I would I was going to learn all styles, and I was going to learn to to know how to look at stuff on a page and play it, you know, like the old they always, there's an old joke, it's like how do you make a guitar player stop playing? put a piece of music in front of him. <laughs> you can't do that with me. <laughs> so I'm not saying I can read everything on the page, but I know what when to get out of the way, but I know enough and I can play also play any of the rock parts and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I knew it would come in handy. I just didn't know when, but right. it was a long time. But, you know, but I, I write my, like when I write a tune for the vamps, I write lead sheets. And I'll write the melody and the chord changes. I give them to the guys. We play them, you know, and then we you know, gets created from there. So I'm able to do that. Do you, you write know. vocals also? Uh, yeah, I have vocal tunes too. I've mm -hmm. written a, written a handful of uh, uh, vocal tunes. So, so when somebody asks you to describe your music, how, what, when someone says, "What does Barry Leach play?" What what do you say? Well, I, I always I say I'm a guitarist first, and mm -hmm. uh, I have you know. I sing and and I get complimented on my voice, you know, by people, which makes me feel really good because I know I can play and so. But I've worked really hard at at singing, and uh, trying just getting just try to get better. And, and uh, did you I take did, vocal? No, I didn't ever, never take vocal. vocal no. no. So this is all right. God given. Right. And and uh, and just working at it and kind of seeing what you know, listening to other great people and being around other great singers and kind of borrowing, you know, just 
okay, how do they handle that? And um, but I, you know, I'm an instrumental instrumentalist. You know, I I love, like I said, my my Step Fingers record. It's you know instrumental acoustic guitar. There's maybe a little bit of electric overdub thick thing, and um, and I love jazz. And so, and the Vamps is the soul jazz. Now I do play, you know, like I said, I was in a pretty heavy rock band, not metal, but pretty heavy alt rock band in L.A. Uh, so I, I love to do that. I've learned blues more since I've been back here. Right. You know, you'd be around these guys, you see Jesse Robinson, you get to see, you know, you just kind of, you know, but it was always in my blood because I grew up here. Right. And uh, so that's uh, probably the next project, audio project I do would be based around on some rock chops with some blues and a vocal, you know, so, because uh, everything I got right now, I'm not singing on, I have sing one tune on the Vamps with a second record, but, uh, uh, but I would like to do that, you know, after I get finished with this DVD project. Right. So, well, that sounds exciting. Yeah. Most of the gigs these days you do, are they solo or are they are with different artists? Do you collaborate or is it mostly just Barry doing Barry? It's mostly, the, I, I, the majority of what I'm doing I, I, is solo. Mm-hmm. And um, just finding places to play and make a living, and and um, I know, like I said, I get to, you know, I'm probably mo- more different than anybody else that is out doing a solo, you know, the the, cir- the circuit, you know, yeah. here around town, and you know, find people that, that do what they do and and do things that I can't do, uh, but I have the because of the instrumental thing, I I do my best to mix those in no matter where I'm playing you know as much as you can sometimes you can't get away with you know at certain places you know you got to keep it more along the lines of a of the rock and pop you know where everybody mm-hmm. knows the songs but but i'm always going to try to get that in you know and play so welcome back to the arts hour i'm malcolm white i am the host today as well as your director of the mississippi arts commission today our special guest is barry leach i want to welcome barry back to the studio glad to be here uh, we were talking about the Beatles and uh, all sorts of folks there uh, before the break. You played us a Beatles tune, uh, an instrumental version. I guess, so I guess that would be your composition of a Beatles song. Right, my arrangement. Arrangement. Yes, Sorry, my arrangement. wrong yes. terminology. Yes. And we were looking, uh, it was a 1964 uh, uh, release. Um, I knew it was early, but I couldn't remember exactly when. So, and what were you doing in 1964? Oh, I was a I was a kid. I was a babe. I was a, I was yeah. a little one too. Oh, yeah. But I remember the Beatles coming out. Oh yeah, like except because my older, sure. older brother kind of you know. Does your brother still play? Yeah, he does. Yeah, I actually went out. Uh, he lived in Seattle. You know, he's moved back to California now. But and I went out and did a record with him a few years ago. Oh really? Yeah, it was really fun. So and, he's uh, he's a professional full time musician. No, too? no, he's not. No. He, yeah, but uh, uh, it's a and, hobby. For yeah, him. right. And uh, so, but uh, he, you know, he's he's. It always written songs and and so he put this uh project together and and um got to work with the the engineer that he met that uh got he had worked with uh uh herbie hancock oh, uh, the, the john mclaughlin santana steely dan i mean he just the list went on and on and on so that it was really fun to work with with an engineer like that uh, he, so. being a um Professional full-time musician, you probably get asked this a lot, but what are some of um, some of your greatest concerts, acts you've seen that just literally blew your mind and you thought, how on earth, this is amazing, this is so professional. Have there been any of those where you just walk uh, away shaking your head? Well, younger, you know, when you go get to see somebody perform, you know, uh, and I, they, I guess it would always been... Groups that did feature, 
you know, guitar, you know, and, and, um, and, uh, you know, like that, you know, I mentioned Al Miola. the first time I got to see him went to down to, uh, Tulane, I was in college and, and he and John McLaughlin and Paco De Lucia. I was just about to ask you about John McLaughlin, yeah. Mahavishnu yeah, John McLaughlin. Yeah, he, I used to love his oh, records. Yeah, My yeah. He, gosh, what a player. He, he was like right there after, uh, after, uh, uh, Al Demiola, that's uh, McLaughlin was huge, and uh, but all three of those guys playing. And Paco was a, uh, a flamenco player, oh. but they did this. Uh, the album was called Friday Night in San Francisco, I believe. But but they came to Tulane and played this one of the little auditoriums there, and I got down there, and and uh, uh, yeah, it was just uh, that was amazing just to see that. And uh, so. were you a Larry Coryell fan? I was. I remember listening to it. I. Uh, um, not as big as the other guys, mm-hmm. but uh, and I was a big fan of uh, the Steve Morse, uh, Dixie Dregs. Oh yeah, big fan yeah. of them just because they was crossover. Uh, it wasn't jazz; it was more rock. But this uh, man, his playing is amazing, and uh, and he would like break off on a country, you know, picking tune, you know, and he would have this real McLaughlin esque Mahavishnu. You know, uh-huh. like a friend of mine used to see him in Atlanta when they first came. They got out. They went to college in Miami. And then they moved back to Georgia, where they were from, and they he saw them at some place about as big as a Pizza Hut. He said, and, but he said that they did like their own music and Mahavishnu Orchestra and Almond Brothers. Yeah, they did three <laughs> things in the show. They did their own stuff, Mahavishnu and Almond Brothers, and it was like, <laughs> you wow. know, what a you know, contrast. But so I was a big fan of his, and uh, so. You ever see uh, Frank Zappa play? Never got to see him. No, I got to see I him. I loved him too. In Memphis. Yeah. I've seen Dweezil, met Dweezil a couple times. The son of. Yeah, so yeah. he's good. Dweezil's great too. Uh, so, um, what is your all-time favorite venue to ever walked on the stage? Like that, just sort of took your breath away, and you were like, "Oh my God, I can't believe I'm playing here!" Or it sounded so good, it just sort of caught you by surprise. Well, I don't know. That's a hard one. Um, Any big festivals, or just maybe it's just some small little venue that kind of caught you off guard. Um. You know that that one up there, the 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 uh, bicentennial, the Ford Center, Ford Center. was just really, you know, because that's a, such a beautiful place. And then, you know, on the stage with Mac, you know, for the first time. And did and, you play uh, the Bologna Center in Cleveland? Did you yeah, play that yeah, we one did. too? That, that's very nice. And too. the Ford yeah. and Bologna, how would you compare the two? Those are both sort of same size venues, aren't they? I believe Ford's probably a bit bigger, mm-hmm. um, but they but the sound was really good in in the Bologna Center in Cleveland. So. Who are some of your favorite people to play with that you had the chance to work with? Um, like locally or well, just, just in, any, in life? Um, um, Maybe McAnally? Yeah, McAnally for sure. i got to put him right up there. Um, and, you know, I've gotten a chance to do, uh, last year I had to play with the Drifters and the, o, uh, not the OJs, but uh, um, oh, who was it? Um, Ah, the Ohio players? No, no, no. It was a uh, one of those oldie yeah, kind of shows. Yeah, and uh, um, I'm totally, totally blanking out on who oh, well. were. But uh, yeah. So uh, what about your uh, the local scene? Who are your favorite collaborators? I guess it would be the Vamps. The Vamps, right? Yeah, um, uh, that's always fun. And uh, uh, Raphael Sims, love to play with Raph, and uh, he plays with me and my other little smaller little trio projects uh quintus johnson um other person uh so um what about your brother i bet that was a thrill just to recently play with him to make when he was was that recent did he made his record it's about 
three, three years ago, maybe mm -hmm. four. And, um, uh, that, that was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And, is he older brother? Or younger yeah, brother? he's older. So he's kind of like telling you what to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. He had <laughs> still oh, no, bossing he, you around. Yeah. No, he has, when he like his, he knows what he wants on, on his, uh, projects and, and, uh, but he, he, uh, you know, he did let me, you know, do my thing, you know, and it was kind of funny that the engineer who, like I said, worked with all those great people right. that, uh, you know, he really liked me and everything. And, and there was like one point, you know, and, and Carl was telling me like, man, do this, do that. You know, and the engineer looked at him and goes, Carl, let the guitar player play. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's so sort of like what it was like growing up. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, like I said, he was, he's, he's uh, 11 years old or 10 or 11 years old. Oh, man. So man. he was going to college when I was, so it wasn't, he didn't really, wasn't a brother that gave me a lot of uh, crap, you know, so, <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's funny. So if you hadn't become a musician, what would you be doing these days? Boy, <laughs> that's a good one. You I said you didn't know. do very well at house painting. No, I wasn't really into that. Uh, <laughs> what uh, are some of the other things you tried? Or were you always dead set on this? I, it, man, it came on pretty early. I wanted to be a basketball star. You yeah, know? But, yeah. uh, you know, but that didn't, you know, I got to college and, man, people got huge. Yeah, you know? same I mean, thing I'm happened like, to I'm me. Tall, I'm tall and thin and I'm about to, you know, I'm not much different than I was in high school. And, man, you get to college and it's like, I went Division two, you know, and it's like, wow, these guys are big. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so you played in high school? Uh, yeah, I played Brandon High School and uh, uh, basketball and track and uh and then I was Larry uh, Bird your idol? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, definitely one of my idols. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Would you run yeah. in track? Uh, I was a high jumper and uh, high hurdles. Wow, that was my main. And eight hundred, I did eight hundred. So you know, so I I get a in college, I think it was I cleared six nine. And oh, I'm, you did this in college? Yeah, I did. I, I still I, for a few years uh, that I, I've still participated in. I went out for basketball and, at USM. Well, no, first I went to MC. Oh, okay. And uh, so, like, on a partial track scholarship, which, like, paid for, like, one book, you know. <laughs> and so, and, uh, but so, uh, and I, I was on the basketball team, and then I just. At, at MC. At, at MC. Okay. And just didn't, you know, I didn't get to play much, and but I, I was doing it. And then I did one more year, and then I just, it was like, uh, this is, and I, like I said, I was running track there, and, uh, and I was like, man, I got to make a move. It was just, you know, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, it, I just had to make a move. It was it was best interest, and so then I chose to go to Southern, and I went down to Southern. M.K. Turk, he actually really liked me and wanted to sign me, and I probably should have redshirted and gone to USM. Probably could have played a couple of years because I think he would have found a good spot for basketball. Me. Yeah, basketball. And, so you uh, were that good that yeah, you could have played uh, yeah, at Southern. Yeah, I mean, I, I could. I was. You know, I don't know who the writer was, but it was my senior year. It's like the the Clarion Ledger sports writer said, maybe the best shooting guard in the state of Mississippi. You know, and I still have that. My mom clipped it out. You know? <laughs> so so but, you could always fall back yeah, on basketball. Shooting guard, you know, not point guard. But see, like, that's quite part of the problem is like that when I got to college, my ball handling skills were not up to par to be the point guard. And like, all, like some people got giant, you know, people were yeah. huge. So, again, you know. But I went to Southern, probably could have stuck around and played some, but yeah, I just, I lost interest and I ran track and, and uh, like I said, I 
you know, I've, I've always wanted that seven foot mark and I got close. I think I nipped off a six eleven with the back of my heel one time. I was like, ah, so, but that's you know, pretty but still, impressive. You know, yeah. Okay. Are you still athletic? No, do you not really? No. Run, I, do anything? No, I don't, I don't run. No, just um, play the guitar. Uh, yeah. Move equipment. <laughs> <laughs> so, Get a good workout. I, mean, I, I like to, if there's, you know, you know, basketball goal or somewhere, I will shoot, you know, and kind of just like, but I will not play a game. You know, jam finger, you know, like back yeah, when you were yeah, a kid, right, right. you get over that, you know, jam a finger now. No, your whole career exactly, are your yeah. hands. <laughs> and, uh, I remember we, we were at, a, I was on a gig with somebody and uh, we were up at Ole Miss or somewhere and there's a frat house and we're, we set up and then there was a basketball goal out there and, and somebody, one of the guys in the band, we were tossing the ball around and somebody, he just like threw me this serious chest pass like just like really like we were in a game and I, knock you and I was like i put my hands up put my knee up and block the no dude do not throw that ball at me like that you know? i just knocked it down with my leg and, damaged okay, let, my career right just toss it over here <laughs> but yeah so i, I won't I won't do that uh, i love to kind of still go out and shoot around but i don't get a chance to your brother also played ball? Was he an athlete too? He, he was a good baseball pitcher early on. Mm. He played basketball also. Yeah. So. so did your parents, did they ever have to sit you down and say, you got to make up your mind whether you're going to be an athlete or a musician? No. No, nothing they like were that. Because like, okay. music was just like, I was just something I was doing while I was playing, you know, mm -hmm. playing basketball. And like I said, mostly basketball. But then, I, uh, but no, there was nothing like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure that they, you know, wanted to... Uh, you know, I mean, to do something else. And, uh, and it's kind of like a, uh, an ironic thing in a way, but my dad was a hearing aid salesman. And he passed away when I, right after I got out of college. So I was really young. But had, you know, I, I see now, like you, you watch all these, these major acts and everybody's got the in-ear monitors. That, right. And that's exactly what my dad would do to make a hearing aid. You'd make a mold for somebody's ear, you know, and then they, and that's how people made hearing aids back in, you know, and then, and I, I was thinking, you know, I think like, well, if I'd, you know, maybe uh, had he lived longer, I might've, you know, kind of drifted into that area of audiology and, right, and who right. knows, I could have been on the ground level of, you know, these in-ear monitors that all the, anybody uses, but yeah. And you've used I've those, done. I'm, I'm sorry. I've never used them. You no. didn't use them I've, with Mac. No, I figured no, Mac would have had them. No, Mac doesn't use them either. Huh. Uh, yeah, he is. I see these guys with these things, and I, I don't. I've never had a set on. I know, I we were really talking about them on the road trip like. the other day, and and like you, you know, like the thing about like the sound men that work those shows and do that for those people, they practice just as much as the band does. You know, when right. they when those guys rehearse, it's like everybody. I mean, it's not just the band is there in a room going over stuff. I mean, you know, they put you know. Um, you know they have full on those rehearsals, but so those sound guys know exactly how to make everybody, you know. But if you just kind of pop one in your ear, I've tried it one time when somebody had one and it's like it didn't fit right, you know. Right. And, and then it's like, ow, oh, yeah. well, it was too loud or it was too, you know, what, you know. And it just, you know. But I've seen people on big stages like pop them out as soon as they start singing because they it did for some reason it's not working and they'd rather hear off a floor monitor. But, uh, but I've never used the just those like you see hearing aids mm -hmm. you know like uh, that type of thing so. could have been another career <laughs> yeah i know uh, audi uh, uh, entertainers audiologists yeah, creating you know uh, in-ear monitors you know, so. but the gear i mean just talking about the gear since you got started uh back in the day the gear has really changed a lot oh yeah i mean yeah. this the, it's small and it's right. compact it's high tech 
Exactly. But the guitar hasn't really changed. I was just thinking about the how the gear changes, but the instrument really hasn't. Over it really the years. hasn't. I mean, they have like six and seven string guitars, and I've heard people talk about somebody playing an eight string guitar, and like, and so they <laughs> they have a. Uh, uh, They're banging on the door next door. <laughs> uh, you know, and like some some of the players that you know they're they're doing bass parts and tapping on the on the you know the, those things. I remember one time like that at the store they they had a seven string guitar or, or and a uh, yeah I meant seven string guitar. Of course, all guitars are six. Right. <laughs> um, and like and they go, man Barry, you should play this. I bet you're. Doing it. it was just I couldn't comprehend it. You know, it was like because I'm so used. To, I know yeah. all. I, I took so much time learning like what these six do, that that adding that extra one was just like nah. It was over I, the here, top. Here, take this back. Right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna wrap it up and get out of here. I hope everybody has a great Sunday afternoon. Uh, Barry, thank you so much for coming in. We've enjoyed the visit and the playing, and Indeed. we're gonna go out uh, with a little bit of your original music Thanks here. Thanks for having me. We'll see y'all next Sunday on the Mississippi Arts Hour.